You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and ambitious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. We're so thankful that you decided to um, join us this evening or this afternoon, or this morning, whenever you're listening to the show, uh, thanks for checking us out. So, um, we're not going to waste any time, man. We're going to get into it. Hawks had a game tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers, and it was just kind of more of the same. Give up another uh, round of 130-plus points, and a very, very passionate fan base was tweeting tonight. I'll say that a very passionate fan base. Hawks lose one thirty-four to one eighteen. Um, yeah, and I mean, if you seen, if you saw the game, if you saw uh, what transpired, um, more of the same, man. Just not enough defense, not enough stops. And I, I tweeted it tonight. This team is soft. This team is soft. And um, we're going to get into the bells and the whistles of what we saw during the game. But 
This team is soft, man. They're soft. And I believe a shakeup is imminent. I believe a shakeup is imminent. But uh, first things first, let me get through some of this housekeeping. Um, again, this is Dogs Beat Podcast presented by Minute Media, uh, the Minute Media Podcast Network. And um, a big part of what we do is on the social media front. So we would love for you to connect with us on our social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just look us up at Hawks Beat. That's usually one word. And you'll find us on those um, social media platforms. Also, we would love for you to connect with us on our um Losing the train of thought. It's, it's 12.45 in the morning. <laughs> we also would love for you to subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. We would greatly appreciate that. So, um, yeah. So, before we get into the game, I wanted to get into some things uh, that went down before the game. So, um, there was a, a tweet that was put out. Um, linking the Hawks to Ben Simmons once again. And again, this is kind of a rumor again, um, not listing what players were available. I was just saying um, the Hawks are, you know, players in the Ben Simmons sweepstakes. They just kind of put it that way. And I had some people kind of hit me up and say, hey, what, what are your thoughts on Ben Simmons? What do you think about the deal and everything? I'm like, first of all, uh, a deal is not been on the table a deal hasn't even been part of the rumor (laughs) um but ben simmons as a player sign me up sign me up um change of place change of scenery um going to a new new team i think that would be very good for ben simmons and um now, I, I don't like the idea of like a Ben Simmons and Clint Capella being on the team, uh, being on the floor together. I think that kind of has issues. But um, seeing what this team lacks and what this what, what he offers, Ben Simmons is a all NBA first team defender. Um, let me say that again. He is a first team all defender, you know, all NBA you can make room and you can make you can make it work <laughs> but this team obviously is soft it's soft and, and you need defense you need defense um not saying that one guy will change everything because and, and i'm probably going to say this more than once on the pod the hawks problems are not singular they are plural um for some reason tlc has become like the whipping boy <laughs> for the Hawks. And granted, he's not your best wing. You know, a lot of people really want Cam Reddish to start. And I I, I don't like, man, he, he just gets a lot of ire from the Hawks, Hawks nation. And I mean, he, yeah, he, he, I mean, he is what he is. You know, he, he, he was brought in to be like the sixth or seventh wing on this team. And because of injuries, you know, they put him in the starting lineup. Now, you can make an argument that Cam should be starting. You can make an argument that Kevin Herter should be starting. But like I say, every single podcast, like the starting minutes, like who starts doesn't really necessarily matter. The minutes in the game matter more than who starts. Um, Furthermore, in tonight's game, whenever the Hawks were making a run, 
TLC was on the court. It was the starters like that were making a run. So I don't understand like I don't understand like the the, the fire and ire. Like I mean it it, it 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 just is what it is, right? I mean TLC went 0 for 5 tonight and everybody was screaming for Cam Reddish, but Cam went 0 for 4. You know, so like, you know, Cam had his opportunities. Yeah, he didn't play that well, you know, in, in that second string, but if you if you a player, if you're a hooper, you know, it don't matter what for you out there, but you got to go out there and get yours. You know, I thought Cam was kind of too passive. His defense is obviously taking a step back tonight, and he didn't have a good game. But when TLC doesn't have a good game, everybody wants him, not even just like they want him off the team. <laughs> so let's just try to be... Um, you know, I'm not gonna no nah, man. I'm not gonna tell anybody how they feel, but I'm saying like that's that's the reality. That's the reality of the situation. Um so as far as Ben Simmons is concerned, um I say pull that trigger. Now, that does come with a caveat. I'm not exactly sure who or what the deal will look like. I know Daryl Morey wants a, a King's ransom in return. So I don't know what the package is going to look like. What would I give up for for Ben Simmons? I don't know. I haven't done that much research. Um, I don't know. But um, Ben Simmons is a guy who can give you what you're lacking. And what you're lacking right now is toughness. What you're lacking right now is team defense. Um, they don't play defense as a team, man. Like, and, and I think I said this in the last podcast, but I was watching the Warriors to figure out what makes them so good. And Draymond Green is simply probably the best defender in the league right now. And the way they move and the way they operate defensively is light years ahead of the Atlanta Hawks. Everybody runs out, they contest shots, they get to the hoop. There's just an energy on the defensive side of the ball. Like, watch the Warriors. Like, next time they play, watch the Warriors play on defense. And somebody's out of line, somebody's out of place. Draymond Green's going to get in their face and he's going to let them know look, like, this is where you need to be. Get it together. Hawks don't have that. They don't have that. And that's what they need. So I don't have all the answers, but I do know a guy like Ben Simmons would help this team. What would you give up to get him? That's up to Travis. That's up to Travis. So we're not going to speculate too much on that. But I did want to mention that before we get into the game flow and talk about this game that we saw tonight. So we're going to take a quick break on the other side. We're going to get into um, tonight's game. man. We're going to talk about what we saw, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And um, after that, in the third segment, we're going to hear from you guys, read some of your tweets about what you guys had to say. Uh, we're going to get a pul- the pulse of the fans. So uh, keep it locked. You're listening to the Hawksbeat podcast. We'll be right back. All right, let's get into it, man. The good, bad, and the ugly. Um, Hawks went into this game. Uh, Lakers were three-point favorites. Which is kind of conservative, being how well the Lakers have been playing, and how bad the Hawks have been playing. <laughs> well, let me let me let me let me um, put this out here for a little bit of perspective. Um, Hawks are five games into this road road trip, and uh, from the outset, I said that if the Hawks go three and three, 
on this road trip, it'll be a success because what you want to do is play 500 ball on the road and win a good majority of your home games. The problem is the Hawks have not been winning their home games. So it makes the road games a little bit more important, uh, a little bit more pressure because you're not winning at home. You need to start winning at home. Um, and they're not doing that. But if the Hawks are to get a win in L.A., um, they play the Clippers on Sunday. If they get a win in uh, on Sunday against the Clippers, they would have gone 3-3 three and three on the road trip. And for what it's worth, I would think that would be successful. Now, the caveat is they're not playing good basketball. So 3-3 three and three on the road is good record-wise, but the product on the court is not right now. It's just simply not like and I'm not going to lie to you and say that it is when it's not. It's just not. Um, they are giving up points by the buckets. I mean, especially 134 tonight, um, 136 against Portland, um, 131 to Chicago on back to back nights. I mean, one I mean, in the 130s, like Jesus Christ, you're not even touching anybody on defense like people made fun of coach Pierce last year when he was like look man we're not making anybody feel us and he was talking about defensive pressure and everybody laughed and again I'm, I'm I'm not you know it is what it is and coach you know Pierce had to go but I mean there was something there that what he was saying was absolutely right about this team they are soft and um that's just what it is. So um, the good thing for the Hawks, they got some of their guys back tonight. You know, Bogey was in the lineup and they trotted a starting lineup of Trey, Bogey, TLC, JC and Capella, which uh, is what the lineup looked like ever since kind of ever since DeAndre went down. And they kind of just inserted uh, TLC into the to the starting lineup. A lot of people had a lot to say about that again. Not gonna go back and forth about that. So I mean, you you feel how you feel about that, and that's cool. Lakers went with a small ball five. They had LeBron James playing center. He was like playing center and like point guard. So like he's just phenomenal. Like I mean, what can you say? Thirty-seven years old, eighteen or nineteen year in the league. I don't know which one it is, but um, he's playing out of his mind. And I don't know why. <laughs> like somebody needs to tell him to slow down. Like, oh, and another thing about that haircut, Bron. Listen, listen. And I understand Father Time gonna get all of us, but that bald spot, man, that thing is getting bigger by the moment. It's time to come on home, bro. It's time to come on home. Clean it up. Go ahead and get that baldy, and uh, <laughs> let's keep it moving. But first things first, man, I thought the Hawks looked rusty a little early, um, which is kind of to be expected because you had guys out for so long and you come back and you're not just going to have that chemistry right off the bat. Um, silly turnovers. And it was just like Lakers just kind of got up by eight and 10 and 12 points. And the Hawks never really could get it underneath. They can never really get that lead back. Um in the first quarter, the bright spot for the Hawks was Onyeka Okongwu, man. Came in off the bench and just gave them some really good minutes. Um, 
Okongu has such a, a soft touch around the rim. Um, just knowing how to catch, knowing how to put the ball back. And that's something that Clint doesn't silly doesn't really have. Well, he doesn't have this year. Um, if Clint's not dunking it, he's not going to make the basket. <laughs> but Okongu came in and like in five minutes well six minutes he's four for four grabbed four rebounds and scored eight points and like at the end of the first quarter he's like leading your team in scoring so um i was like yo kudos to that man kudos to that man he came out there and really balled with that second unit um second quarter and i thought the hawks played a good quarter in the second quarter i mean it it, it still was a lot like from the defensive standpoint, like they gave up 30 points in a quarter, which was fine if you're going to score 33. I thought Trey Young was the, that was the quarter. Trey Young really started to assert himself uh, in that second quarter. He scored 12 points. But that first half, I don't know, you can pretty much just call it the Malik Monk and uh, <laughs> the Malik Monk and uh, Avery Badley show. Um my God, man, I don't know what it is about the Hawks and just regular players that just go off against them. But Avery Bradley had 16 at the half and Malik Monk had 21. Like, like I can see your frustration. And this isn't me like someone who normally like is the voice of reason, who's the guy who, who's giving you the perspective like, I could understand why y'all say some of the stuff that y'all say, because this is, if you're a fan, this has to drive you nuts. Malik Monk going five or six from three. Avery Bradley getting three or four from three. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, man, <laughs> no disrespect to them dudes. But, man, y'all can't get, you can't get cooked by no Malik Monk and Avery Bradley. Nah, you just can't do that, man. But. Nevertheless, man, the Hawks go down in the second quarter um, by as many as, let me see if I put a, they were down about, I think, 20 or close to 20 in that second quarter. And the Hawks starters come back in. They make a run. They make a run and they get the lead down to about three. And you guys know who was on the court when the Hawks made that run? TLC. No, he wasn't scoring, but he was part of the five that made the run, right? So, you know, that's just kind of what it is. Um, Hawks scoring that run, and they end up the half in really good shape. Like, okay, 64 to 61, you clawed your way back from a a um, a 20-point lead, and now we got a ball game. We got a ball game. And third quarter, it was just, okay, <clears throat> I don't know if Joe, if, if Joe Prunty, who, uh, again, was, was the uh, acting head coach because Nate McMillan is still in protocols. I don't know if he just wasn't good at adjustments or the Lakers just made better adjustments. Whatever happened after that third quarter was not, after that second quarter was not good for the Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't good. Um, you get outscored 37 to 26. Uh, third quarter was THT. 
Horton Tucker. He scores 10 points in the quarter. And again, you're getting done in by like a journeyman. Like, I mean, like this dude, he's a good player, but it'll be one thing if it was LeBron or Russ or even Carmelo. But it's like, it's always just like a random dude that does the Hawks in. So, um, the Hawks missed a lot of threes in that quarter. They shot 41%. And 41, 41% isn't necessarily bad when you're shooting from twos or whatever. But if you're shooting 41% and the team that you're playing against is shooting 46%, you tell me what you think going to happen. What you think going to happen. Exactly. So they shot better from three. They shot better from the field. And, you know, they made more free throws. It was They just dominated in every facet of the game. The Hawks did not. They were not better than the Lakers in anything tonight. You give up 100 points after three quarters. I pause for the dramatic effect because I'm going to say that again. You give up 101 points after three quarters. The score was 87 to 101 where the score was just only down by three at halftime third quarter Lakers just blew it open just blew it open so um as is the custom Trey plays the whole third quarter and then you gotta rest them in the fourth quarter now I know a lot of fans don't necessarily like that rotation where Trey plays the whole third and then you gotta rest in the beginning of the fourth that's not normally a recipe for success um Maybe the Hawks should look at possibly giving Trey a blow in that third quarter so he can maybe come back in the fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter. Maybe he plays the the top of the fourth quarter and the bottom of the fourth quarter and sits out in the middle. I don't know. But uh, the arguments about the rotations, I think there's some validity there. I think there's some validity there. Um, because they simply they start these fourth quarters without Trey, and it's just it's just a wrap. It's just a wrap. So <clears throat> by this time, and by this time, um, it's closing time. And what I mean is closing time. It's LeBron James time. LeBron's coasting the whole third and whole three quarters. You didn't really hear from him much. Um, little, you just did a little bit here, a little bit there. Fourth quarter comes around and he scores 17 points. 17 points in the fourth quarter. And that is why he is. That is why he is what he is. Nobody understands game flow like LeBron. He didn't need to turn it on all three quarters because his team was up eight points, 10 points, 12 points the whole game. Fourth quarter is closing time. And he goes to work. He goes to work. Now, to the Hawks' credit, they fought with him. They fought with him. Like, the Lakers really only outscored the Hawks by two points in the fourth quarter. But the Hawks fought with him. But it just wasn't enough. Like, even the, the national guys were like, you know, the Hawks The Hawks are still kind of in this game. They just need to get some stops. Like, those are the national guys. They don't even watch Hawks basketball like we watch it. Like, they don't watch Hawks basketball like we watch it. And they said the same thing that Neek and Bob said. Oh, we just need to get some stops every single night. That's what it is. Oh, we just need to get some stops. 
I don't know. Either you you don't know or you don't care or you can't do it. Which is it? Why are you not getting stops? Is it the scheme? Is it the personnel? I don't know. Like, I wish I had the answer to tell you guys. Be like, you know what? I see this on film and this is what's happening. But here's what I'm going to tell you what I think. I think that this team doesn't play very good team defense. I think they don't hold each other accountable. And I think that they feel they can they can just outgun people. Like, it's just going to magically, uh, by osmosis, they're just going to magically just walk into these wins. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Somebody need to walk in that room and tell them cats they didn't win no ring last year. Y'all didn't get no damn ring. Y'all didn't get no ring, dog. And y'all acting like y'all won a championship. Y'all need to get out here and get grimy and get that defense. <laughs> One of my guys like said, who knew that Solomon Hill was the key to everything? <laughs> And it's crazy because Solomon Hill at the end of last season said, you know what? They need another dog on this team. Another dog that plays real minutes. And those words were prophetic. They were prophetic. I feel your pain, man. I feel your pain. Listen, we're going to take another quick break. On the other side, I'm going to read your tweets. Um, you guys are frustrated tonight. So I want to give voice to that. I want to give voice to that and read what you guys said. Uh, and then I'll give my final takeaways and then we'll put this thing to bed and get ready for the Clippers on Sunday. You're listening to the Hawksbeat podcast presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. I'm your host, Edub. We'll be right back. All right, folks, third and final segment. And this is the segment where we hear from you guys. Um, again, make sure you're following us on social media, especially on Twitter. Um, We love to interact with our listeners and uh, just the folks that that watch the game with us while we're on Twitter. And I I usually ask, uh, and tonight I asked a a series of questions. I asked you guys um, what were your thoughts on the game. I asked you guys if there was a player of the game. And I asked you what changes would you like to see from the Hawks? So I'm just going to read some of your, your answers on Twitter and see what you guys had to say. Um, let's see, pull this up. Let's see. All hail underscore Harry on Twitter. He said, bring Lloyd Pierce back (laughs) for defense as an assistant. So listen, I don't know if he's like being for real or if he's just kind of like, you know, trying to get these jokes off so he doesn't cry. But, uh, either way, I appreciate the comment, man. Thanks for checking us out. Um, let's see. Thrasher Thrashinator on Twitter said, I'll take Ben Simmons for anyone. She has anyone in caps besides Trey, John, and Where Volvet. We are soft, soft. Okay. My guy Kevin Chenard chimed in, said Malik Monk was the player of the game. Okay. Yeah. And normally I ask that from a Hawks perspective, but, you know, I didn't really quantify that. But, you know, um, it is what it is. Um, Nate Blanchett on Twitter said, start Kayvon. Hey, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. You know, um, you could definitely do worse. You know, I, 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 I think that there's a balance that they're trying to accomplish by leaving Kev and, and Cam when not starting. I mean, on that bench lineup. Um, 
but yeah, like I get it. Like, I mean, but again, I don't, I don't think who starts and who's not starting is the problem the Hawks are having. Um, ATL Hawks underscore for life on Twitter says, I'm letting Gallo and bogey go for whatever defensive mind players they can get. Okay. So he's putting Gallo and bogey on the block for a little defense. Okay. Um, Hefty underscore lefty. She said, I want Gallo, Lou, Bogey, and Cam gone. They don't look like winning players. The first year where we had some real expectation and these guys are not meeting the moment at all. Okay. Okay. Y'all had a lot to say tonight, man. I appreciate that. Um, Let's see. FabGab93 on Twitter said, it might be time to let go of Cam. Bogey two if we can get a good player. All right. Um Dewan Goodwin just gave me some emojis. He gave the um you know hands up emoji and the shake of my head emoji. He's he obviously he's at a loss for words. <laughs> um Atlanta Hawks Nation said we're sick of this shit. No other words. There it is. And uh here goes my guy Dewan. He said, Look, this is frustrating. This season has been a big letdown. I can't believe that we really need to reset the team already. <sighs> Again, I appreciate y'all's comments. I, I love getting the pulse of what you guys are thinking. And, and, and Dewan, I would just say this. I don't think it's time for a reset. I think you probably just need a little a little, a little shakeup. I think a shakeup is needed. And I think I think Travis is, is, is doing his due diligence as a GM. And I said in the last podcast, like, I, I think that he was a little hard on himself as far as the roster construction. When you have variables like injuries and COVID and just things like that, it makes it hard. It makes it hard as hell because now you have no continuity. You guys can't come together. Um, you don't have a coaching staff. And, I, and these aren't excuses. These are just facts, right? They're just facts. So, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, they don't need a, a full reset. I think they need some tweaking. I think you've got to take a hard look at this roster and say, okay, what do we, what do we need to do to get better? Who, who do we need to let go? And as a fan, as a fan, you're probably not going to like some of the moves he may have to make. But I think at the end of the day, he's going to do what, what, he, what, he, what he feels is necessary to get uh, a little bit more defensive minded uh, on this team. This team needs a defensive mindset and they don't have it at all. They play teams and, and Travis said this on the radio like about two weeks ago. He said other teams are able to turn up their defensive intensity and we never match it. We never match. Like, there's no second level for the Hawks. The defensive energy that you're going to get in the first quarter is the same that you're going to get in the fourth quarter. The same that you get in the second quarter is the same you're going to get in the third quarter. There is no other level. And that's problematic. That's problematic. All right. So, as far as my takeaways and... and um we're wrapping this thing up. As far as my takeaways, and I've said it, I said this team is soft. They need a shake up, and their issues aren't just singular. It's not just uh, TLC. It's not just Cam. It's not just so and so. Yes, Cam's defense is not as good 
Like, we can point that out. But listen, nobody's defense is trending upward. Nobody on this squad is playing better defense than they were last year as a collective unit. So I'm not going to single out Cam. Nah. Nah, nobody's playing better defense. Nobody. Everybody's taking a step back. Um, that's kind of just like my main takeaway, man. Like, in, until the, until something lights in their fire and says, you know what, nigga, we got to play better team defense, they're going to continue to be a below average team. Below average. You're not even 500. So that's just what it is, man. That's just what it is. But ladies and gentlemen, um, appreciate you guys for listening and hanging in there with us on the Hustle Podcast. I appreciate everyone that supports and listens to the show. And uh, tell a friend about the podcast. When you see the links, go ahead and uh, retweet it, reshare it. We appreciate that as well. And uh, like we always say, man, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to get to know him, find him, and show him some love. Because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.